Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure to check out the link in the description where you can find our socials and Discord. Happy listening. We're back! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be back. It feels like forever since we've done the podcast. Yeah, two whole weeks can feel like a long time. As it's going by, it doesn't feel long at all. But when you like take time to look back, it's like, when was the last time we did this? Feels like it's been a year. (laughs) It doesn't help that this year is going by so fast. We are already in May and it feels like it's still only like the first week of March. Well, that's because anytime that there is like time off like a weekend or something like that we can actually do stuff to fill that time that's true so what a difference that makes (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the last two weeks has been filled with appointments for me but also my birthday so it's been like a up and down appointment date appointment date and uh it's it's been fun yeah i've been trying to uh to counteract how shitty appointments are by planning just really fun things yeah and it has been a lot of fun i've enjoyed we've gone out to a lot of restaurants Mm -hmm. it's patio season now which i'm loving especially when the weather cooperates yeah so we have taken full advantage of that and it's been a really really great time and people are out there's so many people out and i swear to god every single person that is out has brought their dog with them mm-hmm. we were walking around uh we were just at like this small tourist town and the amount of dogs that walked by yeah it was annoying because we were like without kids we're stress free, stress free except we had to constantly worry and watch where we're walking so we don't kick people's dogs because they were just in our way i mean i didn't feel that way I still felt very like there was one time in particular that I was concerned that I might kick a dog because I had seen it a few feet ahead. And I was like, okay, I know that this little dog is coming and we're not used to little dogs. Like our dog is 70 pounds. Like I don't have to worry about maybe bumping into him and hurting him. Right. He's got like, heft. Yeah. So I made a little mental note like, okay, about 20 feet ahead, there's a little dog. Beware. And then I got distracted by a cute little shop. And then just as this dog was passing, I remembered that it was approaching (laughs) because I swear I wasn't paying attention. If it had come into my. Into your lane. Yes, I would have just kicked it by accident, (laughs) completely by accident, not intentional. You say that I was alone with thinking about having to kick dogs. But I think if you have to worry about kicking a dog even once yeah like there's a problem okay well for the most part i enjoyed looking at the dogs like so there's bird watching and people watching and i now have realized i really enjoy dog watching i enjoy dog watching if i get to see dogs i like see i don't even care i just like to think what the dog is thinking (laughs) (laughs) I like to watch the dog and see how it interacts with people and other dogs. And I just think like, I wonder what he's thinking right now. And like, especially if they come and they do a little like discreet sniff of a stranger and they're like, I'm just going to try and sniff you and, and you won't notice. It's fine. Okay. And then move along. And, the, and I like it. I'm just like, look at you. You think you're sneaky, but I saw you do that. <laughs> The only dogs I don't like are the ones that are just barking at everything. I don't like yippy dogs, so I'm with you on that. I don't like small dogs that could be mistaken for rats or cats. Mm-hmm. And I don't like... I want to say poofy dogs, but there are some poofy dogs I do like. Yeah. So I don't like the majority of poofy dogs. Yeah, like you're not a poodle person. No. Like that kind of poof. But if you've got this fat piece of shit dog, fucking love it. Yeah. I love it. I love our fat piece of shit. (laughs) If you've got a similarly fat or fatter piece of shit dog, (laughs) baby, I'm all about it. (laughs) See, I share your sentiments, but I would never call him a piece of shit. Like he's my sweet smushy boy. (laughs) and, And all other smushy dogs, I'm just like... I just want to squeeze you. It's like it's like that stereotypical like older aunt 
that comes and visits and squeezes your Pinches face. Your cheeks. That's me for squishy dogs. <laughs> like I just want to feel all their face fat and squish it in my hands and just like. Uh. <laughs> and as I did that, I was also just exercising my fingers. <laughs> Like two dogs that we saw yeah. that we were like, love this dog. Just fucking love that dog. Want to steal it and take it home with me. Yes. One was the Sharpay. Yeah. So freaking cute. But it, yeah, it was like a almost puppy Sharpay. Yeah. I don't know if it was like, is there such a thing as a mini Sharpay? Because its temperament and its mannerisms was not puppy. It seemed very well trained and very mature. Mm, mature. Yeah. And he had just like the best wrinkly face ever. Yes. And then the objectively best one mm-hmm. was a French bulldog. Yes. But it had like weird colors. It was kind of colored. Like a Rottweiler. Yeah. It was like dark brown and black. Mm-hmm. And it it just looked like a, a itty bitty baby badass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I love bulldogs too. They have the cutest little butts. <laughs> like they always have the cute little nubbin tails and their little butt cheeks. <laughs> and I'm just like, just all of them are just little squishies, including their butts. <laughs> <laughs> we like talking about movies and TV or TV and movies because we're the bee's knees. Oh, yeah. Another really fun thing that happened this week. Um, we had arranged like a candy swap with our friend Will. And it was the most fun thing about this, rather than just like, hey, friend, here's a chocolate bar. Cool, here's a chocolate bar. Is we're in different countries. Mm-hmm. So we have different candy. Yeah. And it's it, the whole point of yeah. the exchange. Like, you don't, <laughs> if you have a candy readily accessible to you, you don't want someone to then send you that candy. And pay for shipping <laughs> See, for that I, candy. I felt like I needed to clarify because it's not just like, I have a Kit Kat, you have a Kit Kat, let's trade <laughs> Kit Kats. <laughs> but it was really fun because we got a whole bunch of like chips and candies and cookies that we don't have available to us. Mm-hmm. And we sent a bunch of stuff that honestly blew me away that the United States does not have. Yeah. Um, so we, we swapped candy. We finally got them. We finally had time to go over like to do a video call and like, open candy with each other and honestly it was really fun and it was just like a good experience discovering new candies i feel like you're still on your sugar high like most (laughs) definitely and all i have to say is if you've never done an international candy swap find yourself a friend Mm -hmm. i know it's daunting but you can do it and swap some candy i'd like to make friends from other countries now European candy swap. If yeah. there is anybody from Europe that wants to candy swap with us, be my friend. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> I already paid like four times the the actual cost of the candy to ship it to the states. I'd do it overseas too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try me. One of the things about the whole exchange that I was most excited for was the Oreos because they have so many different flavors than we do. Yeah. They have an Oreo aisle. Yeah. That we then, after, found out different stores have different Oreo aisles. Right. Which is just crazy because I had always just thought, okay, we have like three or like four different Oreos. Sometimes there's a mint Oreo, but not always. There's like Oreos. Then there's like the golden Oreos, which is just like a vanilla wafer or not wafer, like a cookie. And then the same filling. Then there's the double stuff, which, which is, the is the same. Which is the same thing, just bigger. And now there's also thins, which, which is, is the, the same, same but smaller. <laughs> and then there's birthday cake, which is like Dunkaroo, like, you know, the old Dunkaroo confetti icing. That was the yes. best one. It has like that in the middle. <laughs> and so we're just, they sent us two kinds, which there was the, what, uh, peanut butter Chocolate pie. peanut butter pie. Yeah. Which, Which had like I really a, love. Yeah, it has like a graham cracker cookie. Mm-hmm. And then, so the only thing I don't like is it's got chocolate on one half and peanut butter on the other half. Yeah. And I feel like that's inefficient because you only get one or the other. I mean, I just shove the whole thing in my mouth anyway. <laughs> so it's like I'm still getting all the flavors. And then there's a, uh, a caramel macchiato one, mm-hmm. which has the regular cookie. 
but then it has and this is what the other one should have done it has a dual layered cream it has like a thin layer of chocolate and then a thi- thin layer of like a caramel coffee one yeah and it's oh, it's fin- fantastic yeah so like we did this yesterday and we were really really pumped about the oreos just to go to the grocery store today and we have the peanut butter pie one. i know we went to a bigger like gro- bigger towns grocery store yeah because we're out in the middle of nowhere so our grocery stores are barely stocked as it is yeah. let alone an oreo aisle we went to the cookie aisle just to see. We're just like, let's show them our pathetic Oreo aisle. Yeah. And we found, they had like four flavors. They had all the flavors I listed and then the peanut butter and chocolate pie. And it, it was, I mean, it was kind of surprising. I was very surprised, but I also felt like we kind of ripped Will off because he sent us <laughs> this, this Oreo package. He internationally mailed us. Peanut butter pie Oreos. That like surprise we had all along. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if we've had them all along or it's just like a shock that we had them now. And there wasn't mint. No. Because that's only sometimes. I think it's like maybe only a winter thing. I don't know why mint is a winter thing. I don't either. Because like to me when I think winter, I think like I want something that's going to warm me up and mint is a cool thing yeah but then also in the winter there's like that's when the candy canes are which yeah, is peppermint I, I hate candy canes i don't they should just not exist <laughs> well it is it's a thing i think that's where it comes from though is like candy canes are at christmas time winter then that's when you get peppermint hot chocolate and you get Yuck. peppermint cookies and Yuck. you like those york patties which is peppermint and chocolate i Yes. So what are you saying? <laughs> I just like the texture of the cream, okay? <laughs> You're insane. Um, One thing that we got that is actually, like, disgusting, though, that, like, I don't know if we were going to talk about it, but I have to, mm. is these weird little wax bottles. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to, like, the packaging is so minimal. It just says wax bottles doesn't tell you what it is or what to do with it. Um, and I thank the sweet baby Jesus that Will was there to guide us through it. Yeah. He's like, bite the tip off, do not eat it, and then drink this juice stuff that's in it. Can you imagine, though? What if we had have just got had it. that without their guidance? And just ate it? We would have just eaten it. We would have eaten Popped the whole thing wax. in our mouth. I've been like... I mean, it would have been worse than it is. (laughs) Like, it was already a mess because, like, you pop it open and then, like, this juice gets all over you. This is not a candy to have without supervision. (laughs) Like, we would have. Like, when I was looking at it in the package, I thought it was, like, a gummy candy. Yeah. And then they were like, there's liquid inside. And still, it didn't register to me that there was a wax coating. I thought the whole (laughs) thing was gummy with then liquid inside. And I thought, that's kind of cool. It's like... just bite the top off, don't eat it. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's like you can chew it if you want. It just kind of turns into gum, but don't eat it. <laughs> it's I can't imagine. We would have just chewed, like yeah. bit into it and been like, ugh, this is awful. Like, I still have one of the wax bottles. Should I try it? No. <laughs> what a terrible candy. <laughs> I feel like we. it would be a funny prank, though. To give it to someone else. Like if we had a package, right, sent to yeah, us again. It's like, here, try this. Try th- here. I would give it to your brother. <laughs> and be He'd like, hate it. Be like, hey, try this new candy I got. It's really great. And he'd just like <laughs> take it and put the whole thing in his mouth. It'd, just, uh, it'd be hilarious. And we're safe because he doesn't listen to this. So hey, we can. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, Will, just can you send us more of those things? We're going to just <laughs> give them to people who don't know what's coming. <laughs> give them to people we don't like, too. <laughs> So this week we, I guess these last two weeks, we watched a couple episodes of Moon Knight and not a whole lot else. Yeah, not really. We, we've been out doing stuff. I know. We're not used to it. It kind of makes me nervous for the summer because there's like, we had two days of nice weather, yet we still found so much time to just go out and do stuff. Yeah. But where we left off last time was you saying that you suspected that we were going to end up with Mark in the asylum. (laughs) 
And I was just like, and questioning whether or not the whole thing was made up and yeah. all in his head or what was going on. Uh-huh. And then the next day, <laughs> what happens? But that episode ended with Mark in the asylum. And I turned to you and I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> Because I was like, this can't be happening. And I was sitting there like Mr. Burns again. And I I hope that everybody who had listened to the episode the day prior watched Moon Knight as it came out and was just like, fucking Ben. (laughs) And I hope everybody that listened and watched was just like, fucking Ben. (laughs) It's what I thrive off of. But episode four was... One of my favorites. Yeah. I really enjoyed the the Tomb Raider, Indiana Jones kind of vibe that it had. Uh-huh. And like, it started off with uh, Layla showing that she is a capable badass, mm-hmm. getting away from that like Jeep. And, like, I mean, she's up shown it before. Flare. Do you not remember her cool necklace that you went on? Oh, like, yeah. She stabbed about? that guy. Exactly. Like we I'm fully aware of her capabilities. It's just nice to see it more. Yeah. Rather than just like, oh, I'm a damsel in distress. Not <laughs> once has she ever given off that vibe. And like good. Yeah. Because like we've seen that a hundred times in the MCU already. Yeah. Even with the strong female leads being like, Oh, thank God this man came and saved me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to to see this episode start off with just this dude laying in the sand and her making the successful getaway. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> and then after that, after she has like defeated the bad guy, she gets up from the sand and turns around and Mark Steven is standing there. Yeah. Just staring at her awkwardly. She's just like, what? And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm convinced that this is another Jake moment. Okay. Because Steven just did the whole rewinding time in the sky. Right. And Mark was already out from before that. Mm -hmm. So, like... I don't I don't know how to explain why I think this. It's more just pure speculation. Right. Because Stephen was Yeah. exhausted. Mark was out. Plus he was just standing there so awkwardly. It took him um, like till the next scene that Stephen was actually talking to her. Right. So this is just like another one of those like three second things where it's like, Oh, there I see that's Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't pick up on that at all. I don't know if I just figured like, oh, he it's just he was being weird because he had just woken up from being knocked out and just dismissed it. And that's entirely possible. But I was also right about the asylum. So. Right. So <laughs> better you like take notes on what you have to say. <laughs> and everyone can be like, fucking Ben. <laughs> <laughs> this I liked the horror vibe that this episode had. I still think that three episode three is my favorite because it showed us the most Moon Knight action, mm-hmm. but I did, I did really enjoy how horror feeling this episode yeah. was. It's funny that you say like episode three gave us the most Moon Knight. It's funny for a show called Moon Knight. We've had one episode that's like I think really he's had maybe ten minutes of screen time as <laughs> Moon Knight. Yeah, <laughs> this is. Mark Spector, Stephen Grant. Yes. That's the show. Yeah. Now, before we talk about the the really intense horror scene, um, Layla and Stephen are going down into the the tomb, and they're about to climb down a rope, and they kind of have this little scene where she's being vulnerable with him, and he's being honest and sweet to her, mm-hmm. and then they kiss. Yeah. Which Mark has just said, like, If you make a move on her, I will throw us off a cliff. Yeah. And then after it happens, she descends down this tunnel. Yeah. And he punches himself in the face. Mm -hmm. And I have seen so many people say, that's Jake punching him in the face. But like to me, and it baffles me to not see this more. Mark just said, if you touch my girl, I will kill us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So doesn't it not make sense then 
and this I'm trying not to include hearsay. Yeah. <laughs> that Mark would punch Stephen in the face for kissing his girl. I mean, that's what I thought when I saw the episode. I thought that was like supposed to be, you know, a little bit of comedic relief because right? you have that tension between the two guys and like kind of a bit of a love triangle happening. Um which is really funny when there's only two actual physical people. But <laughs> yeah, that's what I assumed when I watched it, like, that it was yeah, Mark. To, to me, that made the most sense. And who knows? Episode six could come along and they'd be like, look, this is Jake. He's been here. It was Jake all along. Right. Uh, and show like, this is why he punched you. Right. Very well could. Yeah. But I don't think so. I think it was just a funny little moment that Mark, got jealous that Steven kissed his girl. Right. Well, and so I just saw something that, uh, like a little meme, and um, you know that that one scene in, uh, I forget which movie, but anyway, it's when, it's when uh, Steve Rogers kisses Peggy's niece. Yes. And you've got, you've got Sam and you've got, um, Bucky in the backseat and they're both like smiling like as he makes out with her and whatever yeah. and so I saw this meme and it was like Sam was kind of more serious and Bucky was like smiling but the more serious one was Mark and the smiling yeah. one was Jake as <laughs> as uh, Stephen kissed Layla and I'm thinking like this to me makes sense because obviously Mark's gonna be pissed because that's his wife yeah. but Jake the other time we saw him kind of maybe setting something up for Steven was with that coworker. Yeah. He didn't, she didn't think he, she was going out with Jake. She thought she was going out with Steven. Yeah. Right. And knew that she didn't call him Jake. She didn't call him anything weird that would make us think like, oh, she was obviously interacting with a different personality. So I'm just convinced that like Jake is trying to set Steven up and like, I'm just going to get Steven laid because he needs it. <laughs> This guy needs to cut loose. He's just a, such a fucking nerd. Jake has no reason to punch himself in that moment. Yeah. So I don't understand where people are making that connection yeah. either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't buy it. I think Mark punched Steven because he's a jealous little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but then it gets into the horror. Yeah. And does it ever. It gets it's so good. Like they are in the tomb. They figure out the puzzle. Like they roll their natural 20 on their investigation check. <laughs> and, and they really quickly just get through all these like stupidly difficult puzzles. Yeah. Then they find this little mummifying room. Mm-hmm. Something creepy. They split up. She picks the worst hiding spot in existence. Yeah. And then clicky mummy comes. I don't understand the clicking. It's so it's eerie. He doesn't have a tongue. But, like, why is he clicking at all? Is he doing some sort of weird echolocation? Like, why does he need to be making noise? He's by himself. It's creepier when he makes <laughs> noise, okay? <laughs> so disturbing. I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like it. But the tension of, hit, like, that classic cliche scene where person is moving around the object and the monster is, like, constantly following them. Yeah. And then... Steven makes a noise and he goes under then he jumps up onto the the underside of the board and is crawling along with his awkward little wavy fingers. Yeah. It is it's so creepy and tense and it's well executed. Like I felt scared in that moment. That's not saying much cuz you get scared really easily in <laughs> the movies. All right. Listen. I agree with you though. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It was it was really tense and the whole time, especially when they get into that open spot, anytime you have something where someone has the potential of falling to their death, <laughs> I am really, really anxious. I yes. I just think she is the biggest idiot in that scene. Yeah. We're just like talking, oh, she's so capable. Oh my gosh. Like she's never yes. been the damsel in distress. And this isn't so much damsels in distress no. as like they just didn't think it through because they get split up. She runs away. Monster chases her. Steven crushes it. Yeah. So she 
She was out of the room when he crushed it. She didn't know it stopped following her. She thinks it's still five feet behind her. Yeah, that's how she almost ran right off the edge. Is yeah. Because she was like just so blindly running. She goes in there, catches herself, takes a minute to pull out a flare and light it and throw it and see if it hits the bottom. So if that if that thing didn't get crushed, you'd be dead. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like it doesn't matter how far it, down it is. It is far enough that if you fall, you're not making it. Yeah. Just go around. I don't know if she, like, the intention was that she was thinking, like, oh, maybe I can jump or climb down Mm. to get away from this thing. I mean, you can't see what's down there. Yeah. Don't assume it's safe. Right. That's dumb. Yeah. Either way, it's a dumb move, and she should have just spent more time getting across the edge. Because if she had had more time to get across the edge then maybe it would have been a little bit more graceful but then there was also that other weird clicky mummy thing that ended up jumping out at her and another really horror I think that was the same I think that was the same one oh but he I mean he he pushed a card on it I don't think he killed this ancient undead mummy figure I think it just went a back way to get there oh well I I just assumed that it was like crushed and dead. I mean, whether it was the same one or a different one, doesn't matter. You're right. If she had have just gone right across, mm. she would have been securely on the other side when it popped out. Yeah. It wouldn't have jump scared her, which was a phenomenal jump scare. I totally saw it coming. Yeah. But I liked it anyway. Well, it's because it was it just was so horror. Like yeah. you like even when you see things coming in horror movies, if that's like if that's your thing, it's just very appealing the way that they executed yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I very much liked how it reached out and grabbed her. Yeah, pulled her into the darkness. And just that straight back pull. Yeah. Like it was... Yeah, pulled her into the darkness. She then emerges again, gets pulled back again, and then they kind of flop out. Or She's got the hand, just yeah. the hand, which is also creepy. When it was like trying to like punch her, but it was just a jagged bone. Yeah. I was just like... Oh, you watch out. <laughs> yeah, and then when she throws it off the edge and then she goes with it, that part also is just like, you know that she's not actually going, but there's still that like moment where your your like stomach drops, like yeah. you've gone down a hill too fast. And it's just like, oh, she's gone. Oh, no, there she is. She's hanging on for dear <laughs> life and somehow manages to pull herself up. I will never understand the strength of these people able to do that in these <laughs> movies because I... Like, I'd just be like, my fingers are too weak. I'd fall to my death. <laughs> I'd pro- I'd be dead long before that. Yeah, but anyway. I was about to say, <laughs> you wouldn't have even made it to that spot. Like, if you were in this dungeon, I don't know if either of us would have made it across that ledge. No. So. <laughs> Definitely not. I would not have. I wouldn't have made it past, like, I wouldn't have made it around the table as it was pulling the guts out of that guy. Yeah. It would have found me in an instant because I probably would have screamed. <laughs> like I, I, this is the person that screams at the top of my lungs when there's a bat near me. So like, there's this like weird mummy, mummy guy. Yeah, I'm definitely screaming till it comes and kills me. I'm that person in the horror movie that just screams and does nothing, or like is screaming and running and like hysterical and then just trips over her own feet and then dies. and then on the other end of this episode we had so there was the the horror thriller bit with uh with layla and then there was steven just kind of being a little like sneaky little grave robber yeah (laughs) seeing him go into the tomb and just kind of like fangirl it's like oh is it this mummy or this one Oh, it's one of the big ones. I know it. Yeah. And then he figures it out. It's Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. And he opens it. Him going into this thing's mouth to get the uh, the little, little statue thing. Yeah. It was gross. Like, I'm thinking about it, and it's just like, it's just dust and bone. Yeah. It's not actually that gross. But that's gross. It's the idea of it that's really gross. So you're going down someone's throat. Yeah. And I was just waiting for it to bite onto his arm and him to have to like shake it off. Yeah. It's coming alive. It's 
Oh, it didn't come alive. Okay. He's safe. <laughs> He's got it. Well, kind of safe. And then like Layla also is finding out that Mark was there when her dad died. Yeah. So, and I'm still convinced that Jake is the one that did it. Yeah. I think- even after episode five, I am even like, I'm more certain now yeah. that it was him. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute though. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> I have feelings on that too. I I wasn't sure, but then episode five came out and I think I'm on I'm on your team. Yeah. Um but yeah, so it, they have their little fight and Mark comes front and it's just like I get you're upset. I will tell you things. Let's go though. Yeah. I don't want to die. Yeah, except for she's at her wit's end now because he has spent their whole relationship lying about everything and hiding so much that now she's just like, no, you know what? I've seen a version of you that actually values honesty and I demand that from you right now. (laughs) And he's like, but that's not me. (laughs) (laughs) And then now he's dead. Yeah. (laughs) And then what happens? He wakes up in the asylum. Yeah. And we see a hippo. Not yet. Yeah, at the very end, they open the door and scream, and it's the hippo lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was part of episode five, but it was. Yeah, the very end. It wasn't that one. It, I just remember seeing that and being like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? Like, we have this whole horror type show, and then we get that asylum surprise which I would turn to you and was like, fuck off. Like, seriously? <laughs> and then we get an ending with just, like, the most pleasant hippo lady going, hi. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm lost. Like, I thought I had everything figured out. I was like, okay, yep, these things are starting to make sense. Like, loose ends are being tied. I get it. Nope. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know what, like, what loose ends I was working on, but they had some whole other project happening over here. It's funny because the MCU is always, like, marketed Loki as having just a brain full of like it's a bag of cats. Yeah. It was the thing Bruce Banner said and people just ran with it. Yeah. Loki's got nothing on Moon Knight. <laughs> like he he is a bag of cats within a bag of cats. Yeah. And a hippo. And a hippo. A very pleasant, lovely hippo. <laughs> Which leads us into episode five. Hippo is Towerette, which is a goddess mm-hmm. who has been tasked on taking them to the underworld. And it's like, you got to balance your scales. Right. And we go through so many scenes of them just kind of killing time until they get to the the final destination. Right. Where they have to kind of make things right because something's not right. And, it's like, and oh. like we all assumed that it was because of Jake. Yeah, I was like, it's because you don't have the third part of the heart. Yeah. You can't have a full, like, judgeable heart if it's missing a piece. Yeah. And, I mean, the episode didn't go where I thought it was, but, like, that's what I was thinking. And they go through all these different memories from Mark becoming Moon Knight to uh, his brother's death, his brother's death, his mom's funeral, um, the creation scene. Yeah. <laughs> and all of these different things that have made them who they are. Right. And why. And like it, it makes me so sad for both of these both Identities. both of these one guy. Yeah. Yeah, I this this whole episode was very heartbreaking. Like mm-hmm. you obviously there's the death of his brother which he had yeah. he felt responsible for. No he, thanks to his mom. He felt responsible and then he was blamed for. Yes. And that's just so tragic. Like the birthday scenes when she yeah. refuses to come out and he's just like waiting for his mom to come celebrate his birthday and she's just like yeah i wish that like you had died instead of him kind of thing mm. and it's just like this is so sad 
And then it just gets worse when you have this Steven as a child playing like, oh, better clean this up, right? <laughs> pip, pip, cheerio, better clean up. <laughs> yeah, mom's going to be upset. In it. <laughs> <laughs> and as she's beating him with a belt and he doesn't even realize, like he, Steven's memory of his mom is so pleasant. Yeah. And that like defense mechanism and just picturing that and imagining that in a child is so devastating. Mm. So I was like, this is the most tragic thing that I've ever seen. Yeah. And also the real coming to the realization that Steven is the made up one, not Mark, because he was always like, well, you've ruined my life. Like once you're done all this shit, then you're going to leave my life forever. Let me go back to my normal life. Yeah. But it's like he's realizing that it was never his life to begin with. He was just something that Mark created to defend himself and protect himself mentally from all the abuse he was getting. On a side note, do you also want to see a really campy Indiana Jones type movie? About, <laughs> like the actual Stephen Grant character in Yeah. That? I would love it. I would love just like this retro, campy ass jungle adventure movie. I would love it. Right. Yeah. Well, and like when it opened in the asylum on that video, like yeah. on the movie showing, and I was just like, even before the little kid was just like, well, you're Dr. Stephen Grant. I was like, is that supposed to be Stephen? Like, is that Stephen Grant? And then they, then he said, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And then then they were in the asylum. I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I know I've said that so many times. I just can't get over the shock that I was in. I know. That that's what happened. I know. Um, Another memory they visit uh, is Mark getting his powers yes so the reason why i said that i'm on your side now Mm -hmm. is because it shows all of the dead bodies yeah and mark crawling away yeah there is nobody else there no it doesn't look like there are any other footprints going so i am under the impression that jake was the guy who did the killing Mm -hmm. and Someone ended up shooting him as like a self-defense and then he changed back to Mark by the time everybody was dead and now was shot. Yeah. And like I can only think that Mark was trying to take over to avoid executing them. Right. But he was not strong enough to overpower. Um, But similarly to how he punched Steven in the face, Mm. maybe he tried to stop it by shooting Jake, which is himself. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I never thought of that. Yeah. So like he had that physical awareness to punch himself in the face. Yeah. So maybe he pulled the trigger on himself. Like I feel like that's actually more likely because what we've seen from any of the other like gruesome bloodbaths that we can assume were jake's doing he was fighting against experienced killers and not once did any of them touch him yeah so the idea that he's just out with a bunch of archaeologists and one of them happened to shoot him out of self-defense yeah, doesn't make sense no because he would have always had the upper hand yeah, just because so of how insanely skilled he must be i think jake lockley mm. is bushman which is the comic book leader of the mercenaries okay so i think he is just a more deadly mercenary right um i don't know what that how that's going to tie because in the comics he's the cab driver the down on the low streets guy Mm -hmm. but uh he like we've already been proven that he is a rough rough cat right um so yeah i think he tried to kill himself hulk style to stop the monster yeah and he couldn't, then he crawled to Khonshu, then he got resurrected as Moon Knight. Yeah, I know. They and said it. <laughs> he said it, and he said it the way that Marvel Ultimate Alliance says it. Yeah. And it gave me shivers and goosebumps. It was amazing. <laughs> I really enjoyed that moment. I was. So, I had so much serotonin when he was like, Moon be Knight. my Moon Knight. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point and and when it comes true you're gonna be like fuck ben (laughs) (laughs) so obviously there was another like coffin whatever sarcophagus yeah yeah, that we 
assume must have Jake in it. And has to. They both just like were like noped out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Didn't even give it a thought. They just like went right past it. Yes. And I don't know, like neither one of them seem to give any sort of indication that they're aware that Jake exists. I think, and this is another wild speculation, both of them are fully aware but choose to ignore his existence because he is awful. They're just blaming each other for what he's done. Like, Stephen is constantly like, you're a murderer, you kill people, blah, 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 which to some extent, yes. But I think (laughs) that Stephen is blaming him for all the bloodbaths that he kind of like woke up to and was like, the fuck? And then there's that rooftop scene Uh where... Mark is like, Stephen, what did you do? <laughs> do you think Stephen could have done that? <laughs> so it's like... Get real. I don't know. No, I think it, at the very least, Mark is aware. Because if my previous theory is correct, Mark knows how big of a monster he is. And maybe because Stephen is this pure part of him, he didn't want Stephen to know that there's a, a third mm-hmm. worse one. So he was just like, what did you do? I didn't. Oh, then it's like, oh, that was you. Right. So it's just like. Just trying to ignore that it happened. Putting the blame on him to avoid the possibility of worse things. Yeah. I think also the. I don't know. I'm switching the subject now. Moving on in the episode. Go ahead. To more heartbreak. (laughs) Um, When Stephen is reassuring Mark that it's not his fault that his brother died mm-hmm. and was like stop blaming yourself this isn't your fault yeah was also like sad there's a really heartfelt part in the comics because they kind of go through the same situation where they have to go into it mark goes into an asylum and in his mind and he has to kind of like accept all the other identities mm-hmm. alters parts of him yeah and like he embraces them for how they make him whole Mm -hmm. and that part was a lot of that like when mark first wakes up and finds steven he gives him a big hug and it's just like man i'm still really pissed at you for kissing my girl yeah but i was really scared i lost you right you're a part of me yeah and it just makes me think they're going to have to do that with the bad one. Right. Because I'm still sticking to the fact that Towerette was like, your scales are uneven. Yeah, in the end, they evened out. But I don't know. I think that's because he accepted. I, I don't, I'm not convinced, spoiler alert, Steven's dead. Right. I think him falling into the sand and dis- like the separation mm-hmm. disappearing is because he is a part of him now. Right. So I think they're still going to have like the differences. We're going to have like our bruv in it popping around being like. But is he going to have full control of the body like he does now? Or is he just going to be kind of like a voice inside the head? Is he going to be like his conscience now instead of like an actual identity? I don't know. We will see. And do you think that... So Stephen was based off of a character from his childhood that he admired and that was like the most pure and innocent parts of himself that he used to protect himself from all the evil that was happening in his childhood. Yeah. Who do you think Jake then... Someone that's more violent to protect him physically likely was based off of. I don't like there's a possibility it's not based off of somebody, but it was just to kind of fill a role. Right. Like maybe he got bullied and he needed to be tougher and a little more. Well, he was bullied by his mom. (laughs) Like, yeah, but I'm just saying like maybe like he was getting beat up every day at school or something. And he needed to be a little more tough, a right. little more, like, ruthless to stop it. And, like, that was kind of his 
like physical protector. Steven is the mental protection. Jake is the physical protection. It's just that when Steven has the body, because of who he was constructed out of, Mm -hmm. he has all that desire to learn like Egyptian history. And so now he's insanely smart and knowledgeable in all of that stuff, which has come in handy through their adventure because he is his own identity. It makes me wonder then, because Jake is so talented at killing people (laughs) and just like effortlessly destroys groups of people. It makes me wonder, like, is he based off of someone that just when he had the body, all he did was train in some sort of... (laughs) Surprise, he's Taskmaster. <laughs> no, but I don't know who who or what Jake is based off of. Yeah. He, he, it's a grab bag for sure. I still don't know how we only have one episode left. We have no idea if we're going to see Jake like in a full scene. Like yeah. I know there have been little like hints. hints here and there, but we haven't fully seen him. We haven't seen him kill the people. We haven't seen him, like, even his mannerisms and his demeanor. Like, as far as I'm aware, we haven't seen him on the screen, in the body, doing his thing. Oh, I just had a great idea. Okay. Jake Lockley is actually a, like, Captain America, Black Panther level, like, almost superhuman. Mm Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I don't know, like Egyptian god magic. And because Khonshu is put away, we're not going to get the return of Khonshu in this series. Right. But he is going to make a suit and just do a regular guy version of Moon Knight. He is not the Egyptian god blessed can be stabbed by several spears and still walk away from it. Right. Moon Knight. But he can like be like just super talented combatant Moon Knight. So we have Mark Spector, the mercenary, for when he needs to be human form. Mm-hmm. We have Stephen Grant, smart guy form. And then we have Jake Lockley, who will be like the beat the shit out of everybody and like dress in a, a cape kind of guy. So you think that the final episode is going to be him kind of accepting Jake and then Jake is going to be the one that's going to come through in the final physical altercation yeah interesting i mean i have no idea how they're going to wrap all this up i feel like there's still so much to do so one thing that i saw is marvel had tweeted um tune in this week for the season finale right of moon knight Mm -hmm. for wandavision falcon and the winter soldier um, Hawkeye. Yeah, they put series finale. Yeah, but for Loki, and I don't know about what if they put season because Loki is already confirmed season two. Yeah, what if confirmed season two? There may be season two of Moon Knight, which will be more Moon Knight based. Right. This was really a season of coming into who he is. And him accepting what he needs to be and who he needs to be mm-hmm. to be Moon Knight properly. Right. Rather than, I have all these different parts of me and this one guy is the superhero. Mm-hmm. He needs to come together so that all of him works as the superhero. Right. That still seems like a big project for a personality. Like, you just, you see that we've had these two identities mainly mm. throughout the whole season so far. And it took until the second last episode before they were just like fully accepting of each other. Yeah. And we have one episode left and we haven't really been introduced to Jake yet. Or maybe it's going to be all Steven and Mark. And then in the very last scene when he has been beaten. I have already seen that there's supposed to be an end like a credit scene. Okay. In Moon Knight. So maybe that's where we'll see it. Maybe, but I'm just thinking like act three of the finale episode. Mm-hmm. It looks like Mark Stephen is beaten. Harrow has succeeded. Ahmet is out. He just can't win this fight. And then 
boom, Jake is out. He kicks the shit out of everybody. And and Mark and Steven are just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then it ends. I guess we'll find out tomorrow. I guess. Because I have no idea. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I'm really excited too, but also just so confused because i have no idea what to expect (laughs) yeah it's hard to predict what's gonna happen because it could be anything and it's been so unpredictable this far at least for me like i never thought that you saying oh there's gonna be an asylum that that would have ever come true so it's just like at this point i have no idea i'm not gonna lie i was pretty blown away when i was (laughs) right (laughs) and then immediately after we get the season finale of moon knight well, not like immediately after, but pretty close after. Doctor Strange is coming out, which that is something that I am so excited for. And I'm so devastated that I have no idea when we're going to see it. I think I'm just going to buy tickets for it and hope we can find somebody to watch the kids. All right. <laughs> and if not, they'll have to play in the arcade while we watch. Just by themselves. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. Just tell the the concession people, hey, see those two little blonde girls? Just keep an eye on them, all right? (laughs) That's awful. (laughs) Even if they didn't get kidnapped, we would come out of that theater in so much debt (laughs) because of them just playing stupid arcade games. See, I thought you were going to say we would come out of that theater with our kids gone anyway because they were taken by, like, the government being like, you're terrible parents. Oh, that too. <laughs> what a terrible thing to joke no, about. No, I was just thinking like they would take away, they would like take our house. Like it would be like we'd have a gambling debt, but like arcade from the kids. <laughs> <laughs> With that all said, I want to know what you guys think the finale of Moon Knight is going to be like. Um, do any of your theories beat my theories? Probably not. Because uh, fuck Ben, you're always right. <laughs> and who else is super stoked to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness with all of the crazy shenanigans and multiversal goodness? Let us know in Discord or Instagram. You know where to find the link. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees Podcast. If you haven't already, please, please download this episode. Maybe recommend us to a friend while you're at it. And we will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.